All right, everyone. Sit out to you. How are you feeling after last night's game? I think my heart rate has finally come down, to be fair. End-to-end stuff. Lots to talk about. Um, minor touch, a minor touch on the refereeing palaver. But ultimately, we're here to talk about Wales versus Fiji. So lots to talk about. Let's get on with it. So yeah, welcome one and all to the Dragon's Raw podcast, Match View Wales edition. Now, we do have a lot to talk about. We're going to do it in sort of two parts. We'll talk about the game itself. And then after that, we'll talk about some individual player performances. So the game itself, honestly, I know we're only three days into the World Cup, but game of the tournament so far, end-to-end stuff, just unbelievable rugby. Fiji, you know, if you if Fiji are not your favourite, your second favourite team in general in international rugby, after obviously your national team, then you need, you know, assessing. Because they're just such a wonderful team to watch. Like, those those tries they scored were fantastic. Classic Fiji, Fijian, just classic Fijian mindset of just... They, they brought up through Sevens Rugby. And it's it's evident in their, you know, 15 game. The offloads are there. Even if, they, even if it doesn't lead to an attack or a try... They're always looking to get the ball out of hand every single time. And like I said, those two tries they scored, that's exactly what happened. Missed tackles let us down, as usual. And it's always been a thing in our game, I've noticed in recent years, where we're just missing too many tackles. We missed 34 tackles last night. 34. Fiji only missed 23. And we actually made three, almost three times more tackles than Fiji did. Fiji only made 70 tackles. In in 18 minutes of rugby, Fiji made 70 tackles against us. It's it was it's mind-blowing of a stat. Our tries, though, again, we I think the we scored some we did score some good tries. Obviously, the Reese Samet one was a stroke of luck because if the Fijian player catches that, he's away. It's this just this call a spade a spade. He's he's away. So we got a bit lucky with that. The Josh Adams try, a great try. The George North try as well, great bit of rugby. When we were on it, we were on it. But Fiji were just fantastic from start to finish and pushed us right to the end. The referee, you know, I that's where I feel sorry for the Fijians. They, you know, how can you give that many warnings to Jack Morgan and no one gets a card and they go up the other end and one collapsed mall. It's a straight yellow. It did take the wind, the wind out of the sails a little bit, but it didn't. Ultimately, it didn't stop the Fijians. And then we, what is it? We get a silly yellow card our end for something which should have happened a long time ago. It did ultimately change the game. Um, and a lot of people who like the neutrals or the Fijian supporters will feel begrudged about it. The ref, like I said, the ref himself wasn't. It wasn't the best. He was English. That shouldn't matter. It did overshadow a very, very, very good game of rugby. You know, if you look at the the team stats overall, Fiji had sixty one percent of the possession for the entire game, and they lost. They had thirty four. They beat thirty four defenders the entire game. You know, ninety seven percent rucks won. They had sixty five percent territory over the entire game. They were just outstanding. And they only conceded nine penalties. And we conceded 17. 
and we both got one one yellow card. We had a very precise kicking game, I think. I think we did well with the hand to boot. And I think Fiji struggled with that a little bit because they like open rugby. They like to run it. And when we're kicking her into touch and we're slowing them down, I think that frustrated them. What also frustrated me was the fact that we were trying to match Fiji with the open play. Why the hell are we running it from our own 22? You know, and that's why Dan Bigger got annoyed. He's thinking, 40 minutes, it's up. Kick it in touch, why are we running it? Because if we lose that ball, if there's an interception or a knock-on and they pick it up and run with it, or something, and they pick it up and the ref doesn't blow his whistle, they're in for a try. It was 18 minutes of absolutely fantastic, entertaining rugby, I have to say. It just really, really was. Um, and I hope... I hope Fiji do well. I really, really do. Like I said, they're my favourite second team after Wales. Against other teams, they, they're going to beat Portugal, straight up. They're going to beat Georgia. That's it. Those those are guaranteed wins for them. I think they'll really push Australia, really, really push them. And I think, I, I'd like to hope we would push Australia, but I, I'm, I was very apprehensive coming into this World Cup about how well we would perform in our group. You know, we lost to Georgia. And we've—I can't remember the last time we played Portugal, but I'm—you expect us to beat Portugal. You do. You—you you naturally assume we're going to beat Portugal. We're going to beat Portugal, and we're going to turn one over in Georgia. But Georgia did, in my opinion, Georgia did very, very well against Australia, even though Australia didn't weren't really taking it up to another gear. I think they still performed quite well against the Australians, and I hope. That we learn a lot of lessons from the last time we played them. I think fitness-wise, it fit definitely shone. It was mentioned quite a lot throughout the game that you know we were in warm weather training in Turkey and things like that, and you could tell that we'd acclimatized well to the conditions. Obviously, Fiji being from warm warm weather country anyway, found it very very easy to get used to it. But I think we did very very well fitness-wise. Overall, the game was fantastic. The game was. An absolute entertainment fest, overshadowed by some dodgy, questionable refereeing. And as a Welshman, I will happily admit that we, we we got very lucky. Like if that pass at the end was a lot better, and he caught it, obviously he's in for the try. If Fiji didn't knock those two tries over, not knock the ball on, sorry, when they went over, again we we didn't really have much answer. To what the of what the Fijian were doing, the Fijians were doing at the time, because it's constant offloads, constant keeping the ball moving. Your structure, your your core structure, just goes to pot, and that's what was happening. Every time the ball was offloaded, the ball was offloaded, it kept happening, it kept happening. Players didn't know where to put themselves, and especially when that's happening right on your try line, it makes it difficult to organize. But I, I do feel that a yellow card should have come sooner. I really do. Fiji would have been over then, and then we're chasing the Fijians then because they've already they've got up they're closer to a try and they're still chasing the game. Like I said, ultimately it was a great game of rugby. It's a, if this is the first time you're watching rugby, if you turn it on the telly for the first time and that's the first thing game you ever you watch, and you don't fall in love with rugby, then you know you need to see, like I said you need to see into because it was an absolutely fantastic game of rugby for me, absolutely fantastic. Compared to what happened on the Saturday, where it was just an absolute ball fest, you know, England just kicking drop goals and kicking, 
clearly looking like they didn't back themselves to score a try against an a Argentina team who clearly have never played with each other. Uh, viewing After viewing that game, it looked like they'd never played with each other before. Performance-wise, there were some standout performances for me. I think Jack Morgan did fantastic at captain. And if we're ever looking for a replacement for Dan Bigger, you know, and a, a for Flanker doing a crossfield kick, he, honestly, he was fantastic for me. I've, I rate Jack Morgan. He was awesome throughout the summer series. I think he's going to be a shining star for us throughout this World Cup. And in partner with Aaron Wainwright, I think he was fantastic. Wainwright, Morgan, Will Rowlands, I think were brilliant. Adam Beard controlled the malls and you know really pestered the Fijian forwards throughout the game. Um, apart from that, the only other standout people I can say was Nick Tompkins. I know Dan Baker was given man of the match, but Nick Tompkins for me, I think, was absolutely fantastic. The amount of line breaks he had, the amount of carries he had, the amount of tackles he made. He was just, he was constantly on the move. And I think he was, I think him and North, I think that's the best I've seen him play in a centre partnership for a very, very long time. And Reece Samet, it was nice to see him actually running with the ball. And he got that try with a bit of luck, like I said, but it was nice to see him Instead of getting the ball and just thinking, I'm just going to kick it through and run like you could do in the school days, you know, it was nice to see him actually going at the Fijians. And if that Fijian guy didn't catch him, he would have been in for a second try. Um, Gareth Davis, I've never rated Gareth Davis anyway. I cap- He's captain box kick for me. You know, he frustrates me for how slow he gets the ball out in situations where it needs to be quicker. You know, the times we were smashing in with the forwards, at one point, and you think if you get that ball out, look at the space you have, and I don't know, he's just he's just not a scrum half natural leading scrum half for me. When you have a look at um, Reese Webb, who came in for those two games to Six Nations, look how quick he got the ball out. Look how qu- he scored tries. Look how quick we were moving the ball around. And then you got Captain Box Kick Gareth Davis. The first thing he does is get it, and he and he just, it's just box kicks constantly. Josh Adams was fantastic as well. He got a try, and it was a very good try. That tackle, you know. I love reading some of the tweets. What was it? Um, Josh Adams, Destroyer of Worlds, was one a good one I saw. I think he's just he, he had such a good game, and I think it's definitely something a lot of these boys can build on with their performances. Obviously, special mention for Dan Bigger, down holding his back, clearly in distress and discomfort, but he he kept going, and that was one of the things. That's just damn bigger. When if we lose him, or not if when he stops playing international rugby, we're gonna struggle to replace him because damn bigger is just Mr. Wales at the moment. He epitomised the attitude all game, screaming at the boys at half time, screaming at George North as well, because he knows how important this win in this game is. So he was fantastic. But for me, Nick Tompkins was my man of the match. I think he was just brilliant throughout the game. He just led and he. I, you know, he may, okay, six missed tackles, fine. It was not, it's not an ideal number, but what he did everywhere else on the field, he was he was absolutely brilliant. Tommy Raffle as well, when he came on, did absolutely fantastic. Rio Dyer didn't really get into the game much yet. I think he had a carry at the end, if I remember correctly. But I think it was definitely a good, good performance for a lot of the boys. The forwards, for me, they were non-existent, apart from the odd few I mentioned. You know, it was nice to see our line-out doing well for a change and doing well in the scrum because throughout the Summer Series, we couldn't throw a single line-out to our team. So, 
yeah, it's, it was a good performance. We did well. The boys did well. Shout out to Nick Tompkins, like I said, my man in the match overall. But a lot of honourable mentions for a lot of boys who, uh, who did very well themselves. But who was your man of the match? Who do you think it was? What's your view on the game? What did anything I missed? Anything you want to talk about? I'll put a a Q and A thing in the comments for this episode. It's all still kind of fresh in my mind from last night. I know I'm going to finish this podcast and be like, "Oh, I could have mentioned that. I could have mentioned that. I could have spoken about this." But I am still. I I've had podcasts in the past, but I'm still learning when it comes to rugby and how to talk about it. And things like that and to analyze it. And because I'm doing it myself, I don't have someone to bounce off, which obviously ultimately works better with a podcast when you have someone to speak to it about instead of me just voicing my view. But we will get better, we will improve as time goes on. There will be more to talk about. I was tired after volunteering on the farm. I you I going forward, I am gonna make notes and write stuff down so I can reference it. I'm just purely going off memory. And I'm 35, so my memory isn't the best. But yes. Um, if there's anything I missed, please do let me know. Give me your man of the match as well, because I'd like to know that. Um, but of course, follow us on Spotify. We're not, we are going to be on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called. And of course, follow us on Twitter or The X, whatever it's bloody called these days, because we are on there. And I'm always tweeting on there, and I'm always retweeting stuff as like stuff like that as well. Yeah, good win for Wales. Happy to see them beat Fiji, which is ultimately going to be one of our toughest games after Australia. And I look forward to the next one. And I look forward to the next episode as well, um, which will be Sunday, which will be a news roundup, and then whenever the next Wales game is as well, which I think is next week. Yes, I will catch you all soon. Hold on, have a wonderful day, and I will see you all soon. Goodbye.